Recorded live. He's worthy. God is worthy. We love you today, Jesus. Lord, 
again, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior, our strength, our Redeemer, our very present help in a time of trouble, our shield, our buckler. God is every good thing that is in your life. If it's good and it's in your life, you need to understand that's, that's from God. That has been, that's a blessing from God. We give him glory today, honor, and praise. For those of you that have been following the broadcast, you know we are working on our most recent topic entitled, You Don't Want to Go to Hell. You don't want to go to hell. Now, I don't care what the devil tells you out there and what kind of lies you don't believe and what kind of trickeration he has pulled off. You don't really want to go to hell. Now, he don't even want to go, but he doesn't have any choice. It's already been determined. It's already been decreed. The devil don't even want to go to hell. You know, if you want to go to hell, he'd be somewhere begging God, send me to hell right now. Set me on fire right now. Throw me in a lake of fire and burn us off right now. But he's not doing that. What he's doing is going to and fro in the earth, seeking whom he may devour, coming to go and steal, kill, and destroy to try to get more individuals to, to follow him in his rebellion to God that they too might get sent to hell. See? Much like... Uh, you know, you take, you take, I've had students, and the Lord is, is 
flashing this in my spirit now. I've had students in my class that have not wanted to follow the instructions of the class and, you know, disrupt the class, you know, and, and be in the process of getting in trouble themselves. And then what they try to do is stir up others to get them in trouble too. That's, that's, how, the, that's how the devil operates, you know. He, he knows he's in rebellion to God. And what he's trying to do is lead you into rebellion to God. You know, he, he knows that, that he, he's finished. And what he's trying to do is get you to be finished, get you and I to be finished. See, but this is why the Bible tells us that we're not to be ignorant concerning the devil's devices. We, we ought to know how he operates and know how he do and see through that mess and not be a part of it. We looked at capital A. We understand that hell is a place of eternal torment, Matthew 5 and 30, Matthew 23 and 33. Looked at capital B, lifted up his eyes. We looked at Luke 16, 23, the rich man lifted up his eyes in hell. Revelation uh, 1 and 18, John the Revelator lifted up his eyes and saw Christ and received great revelation concerning death and Hades. And brings us down to capital C, uh, not prepared for, not prepared for. You need to understand that uh, you under the sound of my voice, you're not prepared for hell. See, it was never prepared for you. And stuff that's not prepared for you, you're not prepared for it. Now, you might run into it. You might get it. But let me tell you something. You're not prepared for hell out there now. You're not prepared for it. God wants you to understand that before you mess around and get yourself sent there. We're going to look at Matthew 25 and 41 very briefly. Matthew 25 and 41. From the New International Version, our scripture reads, Then God will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you who are cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. Then God will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you who are cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. Capital C, not prepared for. You need to understand, you're not prepared for. Let us pray, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you again today, Father, for a beautiful day. Thank you for cold, crisp winds. You know what we have need of this winter season. Thank you for the rains that you sent down from heaven. Food. Father, to eat clothes, to wear. Thank you, Father, for a little money in our pockets. Thank you, Father, for, for a reasonable portion of health in our bodies. So, so many great and wonderful things, Father, that you have done to us, through us, and for us. We thank you for jobs, Father. We thank you for uh, our vehicles. We thank you for homes, for so many things, Father. You, you are a great and awesome God. We pray, Father, that you speak into our hearts and our minds as we Share your word with your people in the four corners of the earth. May they to be blessed. May someone today uh, hear these words of yours and be convicted and converted. May souls be saved and brought into the kingdom and the family of God. And Father, let your name, which is above all other names, uh, gain all glory, gain all the honor and all the praise. This is our prayer. We count done in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen and amen. Not prepared for. Not prepared for. Understand something about God. God likes 
preparation. He's a God of preparation. Even hell was, God said, Robert, it, it was, it, it's a place that was prepared. Now, it wasn't prepared for man, but man can get some too. See, see you need to understand that, that just because you're not prepared for something, that does not mean that you can't experience it. You know, how many times have you gone out, you know, the forecast was calling for sunny skies, so you had on your shorts, you had on your little T-shirt, and you got out there, and it started raining. You don't have nobody's umbrella. You don't have nobody's raincoat. You're not prepared for it, but nevertheless, you had to experience it. See, you need to understand out there under the sound of my voice, you're not prepared for hell. But if you don't get, you don't get yourself saved, you don't accept Jesus Christ, as your personal Lord and Savior, you will experience it. Thank you, Father, for that parable. So just because you're not prepared for it, that does not mean that you won't experience it. You say, Apostle, what's the answer? The answer is to prepare yourself for what God wants you prepared for and not to find yourself experiencing what God has not prepared you for. God has not even prepared you for hell. He has not even prepared you for hell. He has prepared you to do good works. He has prepared you to worship him. He has prepared you to live for eternity in perfection. That's what he wants. That's why Jesus said in my father's house, what? There are many mansions. There's room for you in heaven. It doesn't matter what you have done. It doesn't matter what you have said. It doesn't matter how the adversary has fooled you up until this point. In Jesus' Father's house, in our Father's house, there are many mansions. There's room for you. There's a prepared room for you. Now, we think about here at the Christian Center. You know, we basically built this place up, you know, because the saints were all here. It was probably close to 20 of us. So we added on rooms, and we're doing all, all kind of different things. Well, we got a plenty of room here. You know, just the many, many of the saints have left and gone on and done whatever they're going to do. Well, not that the place is not prepared. It's just that, that you're not in it. So if you end up in hell, it's not that God has not prepared a room for you or a place for you up there. You just, you just happen to be somewhere else doing another thing. So we want to prepare for what God has prepared us for, not experience what God has not prepared us for. You need to get it down. Prepare for what God has prepared you for, not experience what God has not prepared you for. The Bible says, then the Lord will say to those on his left, depart from me. Now, see, you need to understand. Only reason why the Lord had to say this to these individuals now in death is because in life they chose to depart from him. See, some of you all understand my voice. You choosing to depart from the Lord now. You choosing. And see, what you choosing to do to God now, he's going to choose to do to you later. You don't want to be around God. You don't want to hear from his apostles. You don't want to hear from his prophets. You don't want to support him. You don't want to work with it. You don't want to work. So what God going to have to do, see, this is, this is how individuals treated God in life. They departed from him. It was time for the word. They went running somewhere else. It was time to, to come to church. They went running somewhere else. They were departing from him, departing from him, departing from him in life. So now God says in death, depart from me. Now, I'm telling some of y'all out there under the sound of my voice, I don't, I, don't, I don't know what's wrong with you. I don't know what's wrong with you. God cannot be mocked. 
Whatsoever a man soweth, so shall he reap. You say, Apostle, what do we need to do? Run to God just as much as you can. Run with God just as much as you can. Hear from God just as much as you can. Give him as much of your time, your attention, your finances, your effort. Love him with all your heart, your soul, your strength and mind, and so that when this day comes, he'll run to you. He'll run to your rescue. Speak boldly for him, unashamedly for him in this life, so that in death he'll speak boldly and unashamedly before the Father on your behalf. No, I don't want the Lord whispering to God. That Robert Bryan is one of mine. God might mess around and let it come out of his mouth. Robert Bryan, depart from me. You work a nigga. Hey, and see, if that come out of God's mouth, ain't nothing can be done. Because God can't lie. God can't say nothing wrong. If he tell me to depart, I got to go. So I want, so, so I want Jesus, when I stand before God on judgment, and I have to give an account for the deeds that I have done while in his earthly body. And I'm standing there, earth and sky has fled from his presence, and it's just me looking into the face of my creator. I want Jesus to speak boldly. I want Jesus to speak up. God looking at me like, boy, I, I send you to hell if you, I, you better, somebody, somebody better talk. I want Jesus to speak up. Hey, hey, Father, that's one of mine. You say, Apostle, what are you trying to get us to understand? If you want Jesus to speak boldly on your behalf to the Father, you better start speaking boldly on his behalf in this generation. You better speak boldly for Christ. You better speak boldly for Christ. Ryan here wanted to be a closet Christian. How about if Christ be a how about if Christ be a closet savior when it's time for you when you stand before God? The same way you was in the closet in life, he get in the closet when it's time when you standing before God. You just want to, you don't want nobody to know that you're a Christian. How about if God don't want how about if Christ don't want no don't want nobody to know that you was that you was with him on the day of judgment? You better, you better come on out. Uh-uh, no, no, no. I want the Lord speaking. I want the Lord speaking boldly. I want him speaking with bass in his voice. I want the heavens to ring. Hey, Father, that's one of mine. I ain't trying to hear God saying, depart from me, you who are cursed. Into the eternal fire, prepare for the devil and his angels. I'd be like, hold up, Lord. I'd be like, wait, 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 wait. That ain't prepared. You didn't even say that was prepared for Robert Bryant. You say that prepare for the devil and his angels. I won't follow in them. If you don't want to go to the place prepared for the devil and his angels, then you don't need to be following them now. Because if you want to follow them so bad in life, then follow God. Say, look, then follow them right on to hell. Uh-uh. I want to be moving in a different direction in life, Lord, so that, I, so that on judgment I can be moving in a different direction. We about done. Not prepared for. No, no, I ain't prepared for hell. I'm not prepared. I ain't even look, I ain't even trying to get prepared for hell. I'm trying to get prepared for my, my mansion. For my room. In the new heaven, the new earth, the new Jerusalem. I ain't trying to get you know, I got I gotta come up. Watch this now. Watch this now. I gotta be in South Africa, the Lord willing, on the twenty sixth of this month. Programs in Pretoria, programs in Johannesburg, programs in Cape Town. You know. If that's where I'm planning to go, you know, I'm going to find out what the temperature is like down there. I'm trying to find out, you know, the spiritual climate of the people because that's where I'm going to go. I'm not preparing for, you know, I want to find out so, so the clothing that I wear will be suitable for the environment, you know. Now, if I was, if I was preparing to go to the North Pole, I'm sure it would be a whole different thing than what I'm preparing for in what? 
South Africa. So since I'm not going, I'm not, I don't have any plans of going to the North Pole, I, I'm not going to bring my North Pole wardrobe. I'm not going to bring my North Pole stuff I'm, I would need in the North Pole. Why? Because I'm not preparing to go there. Well, see, I'm not preparing to go to hell. So I'm, all, 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 your, all your hell wardrobe, you need to leave behind. Because we're preparing to go to another place. Now, all right, so how do we leave our hell wardrobe behind so that we don't, we don't be... God, Jesus said, look, I was hungry. You gave me nothing to eat. God said you need to be feeding those who are hungry. You Listen, I down the sound of my voice. You need to find you somebody that's hungry somewhere and be feeding them. That, that's, part, that's part of what you need to do. See somebody hungry? Try to do a little something for them. Try to see to it that they got a meal. Because if not, God says, I'm going to judge you and I'm going to hold that against you. I was thirsty. You gave me nothing to drink. Let me see somebody thirsty. Give him some water. Give him some juice. Give him something. Drink. Here's something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. You didn't have it. Go on and invite strangers in. You know, I, you know, I shared with one of the deacons. Came over here. I said, look, you need to understand you got a home. This is a home. I said, Apostle, I've been hearing you say that for years. I said, I'm not just talking. Because that, understand this, and see, I understand this. Now, some of y'all ain't got this thing real good yet, but I'm going to give it to you, and it's going to bless you. That which we do unto one another, we do unto God. Keep that in mind. Jesus said it like this, this, that which you do unto them, the least of these, my disciples. If you want a God's disciple and I bring you in this Christian center, put a roof over your head, some food in your belly, and something for you to drink, I'm looking at you real close. Why? Because I know I have just done that to the Lord. Let me say that again. Some of y'all ain't got this thing. If you're a child of God out there, and I know you're a child of God, and I bring you in this Christian center, put a roof over your head, put some food in your stomach, put some drink, make sure you get something to drink now to go with that meal. I, well, I'm looking at you real, real close because I know I have just done that to God. Some of y'all ain't got this thing yet. Some of you all out there under the sound of my voice, this, this last missionary trip I was on, I was amazed because the God I was sending, I'm seeing all the calls with hundreds of people coming to the Lord. I'm like, Lord, what is going on? Mention, make up, tell unsaved to come down, and, and half arenas are coming down. I ain't never seen, I've been, you know, I've been seeing a whole lot of things, been a lot of places. Half the arena, one side of the arena just about come down and pray the sinner's prayer. I'm like, Lord, this is a new thing going on right here. See? I was a stranger. You didn't invite me in. Needed clothes. You didn't clothe me. I was sick and in prison. You didn't look after me. See? They will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or needing clothes or sick or in prison and did not help you? He will reply, I tell you the truth, whatever you did not do for one of these, whatever you did not do for one of these, whatever you did not do for your brother or your sister, you didn't do it for God. Now, what I was saying earlier, I'm seeing hundreds of people coming down in arenas, coming down confessing Christ. There are some of you all out there under the sound of my voice, some, just a handful of you. That's all right. Praise God. We praise God. handful of you that are, that are supporting this ministry, that are helping make it possible for me to go into other countries and other nations and preach the gospel. 
Now, the scripture talks about giving even a cup of cold water to a righteous man because he's a righteous man. You will receive a righteous man reward. Those of you out there that are supporting and helping make it possible for me to go into the world, to, to, to various parts of the world, to preach the gospel, those souls that are being saved, you, that's, being, that, that, that's being charged to your heavenly bank account as well, just like it is mine, because you help and support the man of God so that he can go. So whatever blessings that God has for me for, for helping or for being used to win those souls, you who are, are helping me to be there, those blessings are going to you as well. Watch this now. Watch this now. Watch this. We about done this morning, children of God. Look at uh we're gonna look at Matthew chapter ten and forty two. Let's understand something about your your support to the ministry and your lack of support to the ministry. You understand it. It works works both ways. Because Jesus said whatever you did to one of these and whatever you didn't do. See some of you all out there you doing for for, for the man of God. God is chalking it up as you doing it for God. Some of you all out there understand the my voice that are not doing for the man of God. God is chalking it up as you not doing for the man of God. Watch this now. What do we say? Matthew 10 and what? 10 and 22? 42. 10 and 42. All right. First of all, look at verse 40. He who receives you. Now, this is, this is God speaking to his apostles that he's sending out. He who receives you receives me. Those of you out there that don't receive me, it's just like you're not receiving the Lord. Those of you out there that are not receiving God's apostles, that God, those that God is sending to you to bring the gospel, it's just like you have not received God. Now, you need to understand that. Now, that's going to shock some of you. We're still talking about you don't want to go to hell. Well, see, you don't want to, not only do you not want to go to hell, you don't want to be doing the stuff that will get you sent. See, some of you all don't realize. One of the things is, Hollerman, there's a checklist. You you keep doing you want to say say you keep doing the stuff that's on the hell checklist then then you, you more than likely you're going to end up there there's a checklist there's a checklist a checklist to head you to heaven a checklist to head you to hell he who receives you receives me now that receiving god's apostle need to be on your your heavenly checklist if you're trying to go to heaven look at yourself how do you receive god's apostles how do you receive those that god is sending to you to, to share with you his eternal word. Because if you receive them, you, you're moving in the right direction. But then, see, and he who receives me, Jesus said, receives the one who sent me. Anyone who receives a prophet, because he is a prophet, will receive a prophet's reward. Just receiving a prophet because he's a prophet. I'm not even mentioning, you know, uh, the helps that some of you all are sending financial gifts, and just receiving a prophet because he's a prophet, you too will receive a prophet's reward. And anyone who receives a righteous man because he's a righteous man will receive a righteous man's reward. So understand that what, who you receive has a lot to do with what you will receive. 
who you receive. You receive a prophet because he's a prophet. You receive what? Prophet's reward. You receive a righteous man because he's a righteous man. You will receive a righteous man's reward. And if anyone gives, here we go, gives even a cup of cold water, not to mention some of you are sending hundreds of dollars, just a cup of cold water. The Lord has broke this thing down almost to the bare minimum. You say, Apostle, what are you driving at? The Lord said, look, if you, if you give a cup of cold water to one of these little ones because he's my disciple, you will not lose your reward, just a cup of cold water. What do you think the Lord will do if you go far and above cups of cold water like some of you all are doing out there? All it means is the principle is still in apply. You will receive more. The more you sow, the more you reap. The more you give, the more you get. We're talking about reward. I'm not, we're, not talking about, we're not talking about salvation here. This is not... This is, this is, this is, we're talking about reward. Reward and salvation are two different things. You've got to get yourself into salvation before you can start talking about reward. We done got past the salvation gate. We done passed that. We done accepted Jesus Christ. Now we're working on reward. We receive salvation not by works, lest any man should boast. It was a gift of God. But now that we're in salvation, oh, we got to get to work. Because we're working now for reward, not for salvation. That was the gift. Come on, let's finish up. All right. Back to Matthew. What? 25, up around verse 41. Jesus replied, look at verse 45 now. I'm going to get, I tell you the truth. Whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. You out there, you don't believe in giving to the church? You don't believe in giving to God? That's all, you, that's all you're saying. The church is the body of Christ. Now, some of you all, uh, some of you all have, have used this logic. Well, you know, they ain't doing the right thing with the money. Look, that's not your concern. That's not your concern. You've been instructed to give it. If they're not doing the right thing with the money, God said, I'm going to deal with them. But if you don't give it, because I told you to give it. I told them to do the right thing. If you don't give it, God says, I'm going to get you. And if you give it and they don't do the right thing, then God says, I'm going to get them. My thing is, is to get the hind part whooping off me. Now, that, that, even as a young boy, that was my thing. When my father, my father would, would start talking about hind part whooping, my thing was to get the hind part whooping what? Off me. Now, that was kind of difficult because I was the only child for, for a very long time. So, you know, I, I want a whole lot of escaping of hind part whooping. But my thing would be, you know, Daddy, uh, you know, time for hind part whooping? Uh, Daddy, uh, toning them down the street, you see, B won't go on for it. James and them across the street, B won't go on for it. It's kind of difficult for me. See, you got a house full of brothers, man. You can blame stuff on your little brother. You know good and well you done ate up all the, drank up all the soda. You blame it on your little brother. You know, you done ate up all the, ate up all the sandwich meat. I'll blame it on your little sister. You, when you got some brothers and sisters, you kind of got some leeway. But when you're only child, man, you, you, everything is you. Because if it's something crazy that's going on, there's 99% chance that you was the one that done it. <laughs> you 
what we're talking about here is getting the, getting this hell thing off of us. Faith in Jesus Christ gets this hell thing, because that's all hell is. It's an eternal hind part whooping. It's an eternal hind part what? Whooping. It's eternal beating. It's eternal punishment. Eternal chastisement. Our thing should be, Lord, look, whatever I got to go through in this life to keep me out of hell, do it. Whatever you got to do, Lord, please do it, because I'm not prepared. What What we say? Capital C? Not prepared for hell, Lord. Not prepared for hell. Chasing me, beat me, uh, 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 punish me, embarrass me. Well, hey, hey, all of that, all of that's doable, Lord. But this thing that you don't put together called hell, Lord, that's not doable. In fact, Lord, I, I, I got some questions for you just in regards to you putting something together like a place called hell. I ain't going to go into that. Let that be between me and you. But the Lord is the one that made this thing called hell. God said, Robert, the reason why I made hell so terrible, thank you, Father. Thank you for this. Because I'm like, Lord, you're the one that made this. And I know you ain't twisted. But to make a place like called hell, what's going on? God said, the reason why, watch this now. Watch this now. Because I'm like, Lord, I know you ain't twisted now. I know you ain't twisted. I know you can do some stuff that seems twisted, you know. But I know you ain't twisted. You, everything about you is good. But here's what the Lord spoke in my spirit right now. And this is going to be a blessing to some of you all out there in the time. God said, Robert, the reason why I made hell so terrible is because I made salvation so simple. Mm-hmm. You got to be really twisted to miss out on salvation. You're the one that's twisted. Because God said, if I said to you right now, all you got to do, you know, I put a bag of money in front of you and say, all you got to do is bend down and, 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 and pick it up and you can have it. And you let whatever forces or whatever reasons come in your mind, not got to pick up the money, then, then let poverty be your, be your portion then. Let lack and difficult. God said I made hell so terrible because I made salvation so, so simple. All you got to do out there under the sound of my voice to get this thing called hell out of your future out is to confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord. You need to say, Father, I believe that Jesus is Lord. And I believe that you raised him from the dead. I repent of my sins. Save me right now. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. God said, I made salvation so simple. There it is. There it is. Something's got to be very, very wrong with you under the sound of my voice. You're going to reject the gift of salvation. Something is very, very wrong with you. God said, yeah, that's why I made hell so terrible for you. And take hell then. You wouldn't take the simple gift of, of, of salvation. Then take the complex suffering of hell. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you today. We pray, Father, that, that somebody under the sound of our, my voice has been convicted and converted at the preaching and teaching of your word. We pray that your people have gained a, a more complete, a more comprehensive understanding of uh, the simplicity of salvation and the, the wonderful gift that you have presented before us. We pray, Father, that you watch over us as we part one from another. Until we see each other again, may the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the love of God, the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide henceforth, now, and forevermore. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen and amen. Saints, send your, your contributions on in.
I got to get to uh, South Africa on the 26th of this month. The Lord bless you all, and heaven smile on you. All right.